Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Caroline. And as one of our last now Summer Shorts episodes, we figured we would talk about the real Kathy comic because I've noticed that A, we have started referring to Kathy Comics a lot because you, you say ack. You I have ack moments. Oh, well, I have ack moments. I feel like I say blarg, but that's a Liz, Liz Lemon says blurg. I say blarg. So when I started watching 30 Rock, I realized that I am Liz Lemon. It's fine. It, but Liz Lemon relates back to Kathy Comics right. because she even has a Liz Lemon moment where she goes, chocolate, 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 <laughs> where she's clearly imitating Kathy comics and I'm going to go ahead and tell listeners and you Caroline right Mm -hmm. now that this episode on the real Kathy comic is appropriate because I'm having a Kathy kind of day. Yeah. I've got to confess I'm drinking a diet soda right now, Mm -hmm. which I try not to do. I, my, my, my muscles, my arm muscles are sore because I exercised actually too much well, that's not really a Kathy thing, is it? Well, she's always doing some kind of crazy aerobic routine. I am not wearing anything with hearts on it that I know of. Are you holding any cats? Um, I wish I were. It would make things easier. I'm just feeling a little, a little Kathy S. You know where she, she's sitting at her desk and there's visible sweat. Yeah. Oh no, that's me over here. Her. <laughs> I'm kind of hot today. It's yeah. hot in Atlanta. Uh. I, I had it on a robe Ack. earlier. So. Yeah. The real Kathy comic is actually not me, folks. Uh, it is a woman named Kathy Guy's wife, who was quite a trailblazer. And we might not think of Kathy, the comic mm-hmm. that we like to make fun of as a trailblazer. But she was. Yeah, but Guy's wife, the artist, was. She actually has a very interesting... She had, she took an interesting route into comic strip making. She she went to U of M, University of Michigan, and graduated with a degree in English literature and was basically, her doodles were sort of just a, 
little activity that she draw in her letters to her parents and everything. And in 1976, uh, at the encouragement of her mother, slash nagging, badgering, whatever, um, ended up mailing some of her strips to Universal Press Syndicate, uh, but kept her day job. Universal Press Syndicate got them and was like, oh my God, you woman, we want you. But she ended up keeping her day job for... Four years mm-hmm. in the, and stayed up till three or four in the morning drawing these cartoons because she said she didn't know how to draw. Right. So it took her a while. And uh, Universal Press Syndicate liked this concept of this Kathy comic so much because it's the late 70s, the women's lib movement it is in full swing and for the first time they were like, hey, you know what? The, the daily experience of women could be something really interesting for us to look into. Because another thing is, Kathy was single. I mean, that's the hallmark of the Kathy comic, you know, which is why some people loved her and hated her. Yeah. It's because she was perpetually single or, you know, dealing with this kind of dolt of a boyfriend. And Kathy Guyswhite herself was single. And in a rather embarrassing interview with Jane Polly, not embarrassing for Kathy Guyswhite, but embarrassing for Jane Polly. It made me wonder if all women journalists were like that in the 70s. Well, what, tell tell me about it. Well, it was just awkward. Like, Jane Polly was just like, are you drunk? Why? It's just so Kathy. And then there was a lot of like blonde hair flipping over her shoulder, and she was clutching this cardboard Kathy comic weirdness. I don't know. The whole thing was weird. But anyway, they touched on how she was a single woman, and I think they were both 27 or 28 at the time, and mm-hmm. I, I guess that was bordering on spinstery at the time. Yeah. Now, despite the awkwardness of that interview you're talking about, Kathy Geiswhite did point out the fact that what she was doing as a syndicated female comic artist, cartoonist, was groundbreaking because she was the first woman to ever do that. And when she announced in 2010 that she was retiring the Kathy comic strip, it had run for 34 years of daily strips in about 1,400 daily newspapers um, and has spawned all of this merchandise on top of it. It was an empire that she had built off off of Kathy. Yeah. But, you know, she points out that uh, in that interview that cartoons are a field that women haven't thought of. And she was, right, the first the first syndicated Mm -hmm. female cartoonist. And she told Jane Polly that uh, she found herself actually floundering between the ideals of home and motherhood and a new set of values of a stronger, self-sufficient woman. And so this is that whole, like Kristen said, women's lib movement being in full swing. And a story from October 2010 um, on Today.com from the Today Show was talking about, you know, the end of an era with this with this comic strip. And the writer, Stephanie Becker, said that to her, to her generation, it was absolutely groundbreaking and reflected the struggles that she and her friends were going through at the time. Yes, there's a quote where she says uh, that Kathy's daily dose of neurosis, insecurity, and angst pretty much reflected what we were dealing with, shoving our butts into tiny bikinis or waiting for a boyfriend to call, or as a result of known phone call, trying to resist the temptation of comfort food. Chocolate! To which I say, ack! That sounds horrible! That does, you know, you don't want that to encapsulate, like, okay, what is, what is womanhood? It's being neurotic, hating your body, and waiting for a guy to call. Actually, today, it would be waiting for him to text. 
yeah. probably. Or Facebooking. Um, so it's kind of funny that, that Kathy is, is framed in this sense of, hey, it's the late seventies and we're just single women living our lives for the first time. But it's with this, you know, it's, it's, uh, bookended with, say, uh, the four guilt groups. Oh, what are they? That, that Kathy, encounters in the comic strip, which were developed by Guy Swite and taken directly from her life. It's food, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta, cause actually at the time she was working to drop 50 pounds. So she was doing the whole thing of like exercising and trying to resist comfort food, food, love, mm-hmm. of course, career, and uh, being the the single daughter with the harping mother. Right. And she said that out of everything in her comic strip, yes, it was obviously inspired by her life. But she said that the thing that was directly taken from her life, experience by experience, was the relationship with her mother. And mm-hmm. she describes that as a can of worms. And her mom was fine with it. They've talked yeah. to her, interviewed uh, Guy Swite's mom about it. She's like, yeah. It's fine. I think she's just very happy that her daughter was successful. Sure. And took their advice and sent those comics off to Universal Press Syndicate. Right. But maybe one of the most controversial moments that came during the history of the Kathy comic. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Occurred in 2005 when Kathy married Irving. Her boyfriend of 28 years. They were like the, the Ken and Barbie of the... Of the cartoon world. I guess, yeah. Well, prior to the wedding, uh, Guys White portrayed Kathy 
as throwing out all of her self-help books, getting a grip, and reading back over her journals and getting kind of grossed out at all the self-reflection and remembering all of her years of, you know, chocolate obsession and single lady cat, cat single ladiness. I mean, <laughs> That's you can, the thing. You can still have chocolate and cats sure. when you're married. Uh, but this was also a reflection of Guy Swite's own romantic path because for a long time she didn't expect to have kids or marriage. She didn't really want it. She adopted a daughter while she was still single and then got married when she was 47 years old. And she talks about when she met her husband, who I think she's now divorced from. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, but she met him and he was like oh well hello Kathy and she and she just turned him down immediately yeah. she was not interested in romance at all but apparently fate had other ideas uh. <laughs> so. well you know there were a lot of people I guess this is I guess I mean I guess that's why she said this quote but apparently there were a lot of people out there who like uh, were a little got their noses out of joint about Kathy getting married the cartoon getting married and guys white said that I know there are single women out there who feel abandoned to them I would say I'm sorry I just have to move on to this next phase already because she herself had said you know like we can always depend on Kathy to be single right but apparently not no and if you can't depend on Kathy to be single what can you depend on? Right, but the Washington yeah. Post pointed out that, um, like, what's the big deal about this? This is kind of, you know, why is everybody paying attention to this? And in a poll, they asked their readers how the readers themselves felt about this whole Kathy marriage thing. And most people were like, I don't care because it's not funny. Yeah, it wasn't funny. It wasn't relevant for the time anymore. I mean, I think for you and I, we're both younger women. We're not of the Kathy generation, even though we're still living our lives being being single women. Uh, (laughs) But it might not, it probably doesn't resonate as much because, well, first of all, it's the, there's the, whole issue of whether or not Kathy is a is some kind of feminist trailblazer because if you go to Mary Elizabeth Williams over at Salon says, yeah, absolutely. You know, Kathy dealt with the banal crap that most of us schlubs thanklessly wrangle every day. So who cares, you know, if she's trying to fit into a sweatsuit or a bikini or freaking out about something. She's a woman. Exactly. And Lindsay Beierstein over at Big Think totally rejects that. She says that, yeah, sure, Guys White is a trailblazer for being the first syndicated uh, female cartoonist. Um, but there is, she says there's nothing feminist or trailblazing about a character who spends 34 years on a diet, marking time at work while joylessly trawling for a husband. She says the comic was personally inspiring for her. If only because she really didn't want to have a life that was completely defined by normative female anxieties. Now, she talks, though, on a, I gotta say, I was reading this commentary and this very strong dislike of the idea of Kathy as a trailblazer because she spent so long on a diet, blah, blah, blah. I mean, do we put that much stock into Garfield's endless quest for lasagna? <laughs> Or Charlie Brown, just trying to find a football he can kick. Yeah, no, I I realize the bigger picture that we're talking about women and that we're talking about this very specific one, but... That's exactly the same thought I had reading all this stuff. It's like, yeah, you could argue that she's not a feminist, uh, I would, I'm not, I don't even want to use the word icon, a feminist thing, uh, because of her constant concerns about the superficial. But was she supposed to be? No, I think that if anything, it was, and this has been pointed out in some of the kind of obituaries for the Kathy comic, that 
it's not so much about the character. It's a, it's a, it's culturally relevant because it was the first time that people were paying attention to just the mundane every day of the female experience. And whether right. that experience matches up to yours or not mm-hmm. is sort of beside the point. Well, that's what Jessica Wakeman at the Frisky pointed out. Um, that yeah, Kathy's annoying, but she set a precedent in pop culture that the lives of women, especially single career women, were worth exploring. And we mentioned 30 Rock and Liz Lemon earlier, but Wakeman says that she also, Kathy also paved the way for Bridget Jones and Sex in the City. And while she may not be cool enough to hang out with the Sex in the City girls, it's still that idea of like the mundane, weird stuff that single yeah. women deal with. Yeah. And yeah, no one, we, we're probably not aspiring to become uh, Bridget Jones or one of the the foursome in Sex in the City, or even Liz Lemon, you know, like Liz Lemon is wackadoo, and we love her for it. Blurred. But it's also you also have to take into account like the satirical aspect of it. I don't think that Kathy Geiswhite was crafting a character for women to be, you know, to as a role model for yeah. other women. Yeah, I mean, you know, comedians talk about random, boring stuff, and it's funny. They just mm-hmm. talk about like aspects of their lives. It's the same kind of thing, just maybe not um, funny. Yeah. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over six million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. She's not all that funny. Never really tickled my tickled my funny bone. But I wonder if anyone, idea, I wonder if anyone's going to do with Kathy what they did with Garfield. You know, like Garfield without Garfield. Those comic strips, have you seen that? They take old Garfield comic strips and remove Garfield. So it looks like John is just insane and talking to himself. Or there's one where they leave Garfield in but take out his bubbles. Uh huh. So John is just like having an entire crazy conversation with a cat. It's just going to be chocolate talking to itself. 
Kathy Kamenik. <laughs> Kathy just sitting there, frame by frame, sweating, with little sweat bullets flying off of her. <laughs> well, apparently, though, in the in the early strips, she does have like a kooky, very seventies uh, feminist friend, Andrea. Andrea, who's always like, "You don't need no man." So anyway, I think we've we've talked a lot about Kathy, and this yeah. is supposed to be a short episode, so we need to cut it off. Uh, but folks out there, what do you think about Kathy Comics? Uh, I mean, is it? Are we putting? Do we put too much stock in these kinds of things? Do you miss yeah. Kathy? Older women out there, do you remember those early Kathy comics? And was it some kind of revolutionary thing? Yeah. Did the comic strip resonate with you at all, or were you just like, I can't fit in a bikini either. I don't want to read this. Yeah. <laughs> Ack. Ack. Let us know your thoughts. Mom stuff at discovery.com is where you can send your letters. And we have a letter to share here. Yes, we do. It's about age gaps. This is from Emma. She says uh, she has some comments for us about her own experience. And she says, in short, the Lifetime Movie Network owes us a cut because half of their movies have been inspired by my family. Smiley face. When I was 16, my barely turned 18-year-old brother ran off with our 42-year-old next-door neighbor. Perhaps this wouldn't have been such a dramatic thing if it were not a small town I had grown up in and had this woman not been our married mother to our three friends, one of whom was still being homeschooled by her, one of whom used to babysit my brother and me, youth group leader, and my mom's best friend who was about to celebrate her 25th wedding anniversary. You can also add to the list that she was a substitute teacher at my high school, and she used to change our diapers when we were kids. It may come as no surprise that she and my mom are no longer best friends, but this was back in 1994, and what had at one time ripped apart two families has now united them as they are still together, and at the old age of 33, I am a great aunt several times over. He is still in his 30s, and she is in her 60s now. She's a year older than my mom. But in all honesty, they are an amazing couple, and I can't imagine my life without my amazing sister-in-law in it. I guess you could say I'm grateful for the grateful for the heart-wrenching ripple effect their union created because after both of our families survived it, we have what we have today, a delightfully dysfunctional, definitely unconventional, but very loving family. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's Thank Quite you. A story. Thank you for that story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you can send your stories our way. Momstuffatdiscovery.com is where you can send us a letter, or you can find us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast. And you can see what we're writing during the week over on our website. It's HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. 
Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.